I am going to be reading John chapter 3, verses 1 through 17. Now there was a Pharisee named Nicodemus, a leader of the Jews. He came to Jesus by night and said to him, Rabbi, we know that you are a teacher who has come from God, for no one can do these signs that you do apart from the presence of God. Jesus answered him, Very truly, I tell you, no one can see the kingdom of God without being born from above. Nicodemus said to him, How can anyone be born after having grown old? Can one enter a second time into the mother's womb and be born? Jesus, Jesus answered, Very truly, I tell you, no one can enter the kingdom of God without being born of water and spirit. What is born of the flesh is flesh, and what is born of the spirit is spirit. Do not be astonished that I have said this to you. You must be born from above. The wind blows where it chooses, and you hear the sound of it. But you do not know where it comes from or where it goes. So it is with everyone who is born of the Spirit. Nicodemus said to him, How can these things be? Jesus answered him, Are you a teacher of Israel, and yet you do not understand these things? Very truly, I tell you. We speak of what we know and testify to what we have seen, yet you do not receive our testimony. If I have told you about earthly things and you do not believe, how can you believe if I tell you about heavenly things? No one has descended into heaven except the one who has descended from heaven, the Son of Man. And just as Moses lifted up the serpent in the wilderness, so must the Son of Man be lifted up, that whoever believes in him may have eternal life. For God so loved the world that he gave his only Son, so that everyone who believes in him may not perish but have eternal life. Indeed, God did not send the Son into the world to condemn the world, but in order that the world might be saved through him. So Nicodemus comes to meet Jesus in the night. Nicodemus, a Pharisee, one of the scribes, one of the big wigs in town scholar, well-liked in the neighborhood, everyone respected him. And uh, he comes to see Jesus and inquire about his teachings and kind of feel him out, I think. Let me, let me feel out this Jesus. Of course, he comes at night in the darkness where people cannot see him, where he himself cannot really see either serves a double meaning in John. everything let me tell you this everything in john has double meaning sometimes there's triple and quadruple meanings but in this case the darkness represents not only that which hides nicodemus but it also is the darkness that hides the reality from nicodemus as he comes and, you know, he was going to ask, I'm sure, some very important and scholarly questions, but immediately Jesus jumps right in there and tells him this born-again business. Nicodemus, you've got to be born again if you plan to see the kingdom of God come into reality. And, of course, this leaves Nicodemus kind of bum-fuzzled, not really sure what's going on. How can this be? What do you mean if I can be born again? I'm so old, I, I'm not going to enter once again into my mother's womb. Don't you just want to have Jesus at this point scream to him? It's a metaphor, you numbskull. 
But uh, Jesus doesn't do that. Although Jesus is a little taken back. Are you kidding me? You, one of the leaders, you who are you know, helping people make decisions about their faith, you who purport to be an authority in this world, you don't get what I'm talking about? You don't understand these very simple ideas that I am conveying to you? What are you going to do when I start laying out some real complex stuff? What are you going to do when I start talking about heavenly things if you don't even understand what I'm talking about in earthly things? What is the matter with you? I can hear Jesus tisking at Nicodemus. And it's true, Nicodemus doesn't grasp what Jesus is saying. And I think we're meant to believe not just that Nicodemus is a bit thick, but that Nicodemus just cannot comprehend a world beyond the world he lives in now. Nicodemus cannot comprehend that what they are working with now is not what God intended, and what God intended is possible. I think what is missing here of what Nicodemus is guilty of is a lack of imagination. That Nicodemus cannot imagine how God could work through Christ. Nicodemus cannot imagine God making happen the things that Jesus has been talking about. Nicodemus cannot imagine a world different than the one he lives in and the one he is guilty of promoting and sustaining by his own getting involved with the process. His his efforts bring about and sustain the, the systems that keep the kingdom of God from really happening. And Jesus comes and confronts those things. Says to him, Nicodemus, you need to imagine a world with a fresh start. You need to imagine that who you are today is not who you have to be. You need to imagine that things can be different, so vastly different that it's like starting your whole life over again as a little bitty baby. And you need to be able to imagine that you have something to learn, to walk, to run, to fly. You've got to start over. You've got to be born again. You need to die to all of those old ideas and be born into something new. And it's the same message that comes to us today. And it is, it is pretty simple. We must put away those things that are causing us harm and embrace those things which give us life. We've got to die to those old ways and those old things. And we must be reborn into something new. Jesus came to save us from this. Darkness and guilt and shame and sin and ugliness and poison. He brings up 
this obscure story in Numbers 21 about Moses lifting up the serpent in the wilderness. It's this obscure story. Maybe you've never even heard it before. Moses, so in Numbers, we are told that God's people were dying from snake bites. And, and, and God instructs Moses, make a serpent out of bronze and put it on a long stick and lift it up and instruct your people when they get bit by snakes to look up to the bronze snake and they will be healed. What a strange story, right? <laughs> it's a bizarre story. But Jesus uses this story to convey to us the the message we need to hear. The world around us is poison. And it is poisoning us. The world we live in, not, I don't mean the physical world, although, you know, the environment, don't get me started, but (laughs) it may literally be poison here pretty soon. But uh, the, the world that we live in in our minds and in our hearts sometimes poisons us. When we find ourselves looking in the mirror and, and feeling disgust and shame and guilt, and I know some of you do this, I know some of you look in the mirror and you go, I'm just not worthy. I'm just not good enough. I'm just not right. That is a poison that is killing each of us. And some of us uh, uh, go from there and we just say to ourselves, I'm not strong enough. I cannot change what is going on in my life. I cannot, I cannot go from where I am to somewhere new. I feel stuck. I feel frozen. I feel petrified. And by our own fear of what the future may hold, we fail to take the risk of changing what we are in. Whether it's a bad relationship, whether it's a bad job that we hate and is sucking our will to live, whether it is just our own whatever that is killing us. It is a poison that is killing us. And whether it is just some... some hurt that we are carrying around some hidden pain or sometimes it's right out there for everyone to see that pain that we carry around maybe we have been hurt and abused wounded and we carry that with us like a weight around our neck and we continue to be hurt and abused and it's poison or maybe Maybe we've hurt. Maybe we've abused. Maybe we have caused some pain. And we don't, we carry that around. We don't know how to get rid of it. It's a poison. It's a poison that shrivels our life, killing us. And what Jesus says is look to me. And I will show you how to get rid of that poison. Look to me and let me guide you forward. Let me take away that guilt and that shame. You don't think you're worthy? God so loved you that He gave His only Son 
so that you might live that full and abundant life. What do you mean you're not worthy? How dare you say that about God's creation in you? You are more than worthy. God so loves you. Look to Jesus and hear that message. Look up and see what Jesus is trying to tell us. And let go of all of that. Are you guilty of something? Are you, are you a victim of something? God said, Jesus says, lay that on me. I'll take those burdens. You are whatever your sin is, and it's not anything we haven't heard already. Let it go and you are forgiven. Let's start over. God is always ready for a new beginning. That's what this whole born again business is all about. It should be, it shouldn't say more like be born again and again and again and again. <laughs> because that's how it is. We get up every day and we say, Today, God, I am choosing to be new and renewed in you. Amen? Amen. Get rid of the poison by looking to Christ and let those burdens fall away and lay on Him. We don't have the strength. I know you don't have the strength. I don't have the strength. I am the laziest, most undisciplined person in the entire world. I, I know some of you know that. <laughs> You're quite aware <laughs> that I am a lazy, undisciplined person. And if not for Jesus' strength in me, I, don't, I wouldn't get anything accomplished. I wouldn't change at all because I hate change just like you hate change but Jesus says look if you look to me I will give you everything you need I will equip you with the strength you need to make the changes so that you can experience the fullness of life amen well I, there are change don't you want aren't there changes you would like to make and some of them are small like uh, you know I wish I could take care of myself better, or I could eat differently, or, or, it, or I wish I could be more charitable, I wish I could find this, I wish I could find that. Or some of them are huge, like, I wish I could stop doing this job and do something else. I hate it. I hate my job. No one should have to spend their career doing something they hate, but what a scary idea, changing your job. What a scary idea. Or changing an unhealthy relationship. Oh, that's so hard. Where do you start? And sometimes you feel so powerless. What Jesus says is, don't count on your own strength. Get to your knees and look up to me and pray. And I will give you the strength that you need to make those changes. Jesus is aware of the poison. Jesus knows the world we live in, in our own heart, and our own mind. Jesus says, I, I am begging to show you something else. I am, I am dying, literally, to show you a new way and a new world. Come to me, all you who are weary, and I will give you rest. Look to me, and you too, can be born again, renewed, brought into the light, a new beginning, a new start. Let us pray.
Our loving and gracious God, if we understand uh, that Jesus was lifted up to bring us salvation, and, by, uh, and yes, salvation as in eternal life, but salvation as in the life we live right now, right here, help us to embrace a life in the light of Christ and reject the poison that takes our will and our life away from us. For we know, God, that You want for us a full and abundant life. And we know that the path to that is to keep our eyes on Christ. We ask these things in the precious and powerful name of Jesus. Amen.